On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex P. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, March 29th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, Andrew McGinnis with you. Uh, a nine-game NHL Tuesday night card. Uh, and the BetCast tonight as well. It's a Tuesday BetCast night. Um, make sure you join Alex, Andrew, and company for that. I will not be on the BetCast, but hey, this is a good night to tune into the BetCast and enjoy what should be one hell of a great night of NHL hockey tonight. Nine games, four of them. Certainly, absolutely a terrific on paper. So looking forward to breaking them down. Uh, we will start with, uh, I apologize, we're not going to have banners today for the games. So didn't get the chance to uh, set them up before the show. So, But we'll go in order, as always, in rotation order. Toronto and Boston. Um, we've got the uh, Boston Bruins here, minus 140. Uh, home favorites in this game. At around, looks like uh, six, six and a half in some spots. So it's kind of a split total right now in this game. Uh, the Boston Bruins are certainly uh, a team that's turned it up, played some really good hockey of late. They are on a four-game win streak, seven and one uh, in their last uh, eight games. Really, their entire team game has come together. Their power play has been good. Uh, you know, their their five-on-five -five play has been very, very strong as well. Jeremy Swayman, who's going to get the start tonight for the Bruins, has been solid in net as well. Uh, just really in everything coming together for them at this point in time. Toronto. 5-2 win against Florida after a 4-2 loss to Andrews Canadians where, you know, a bit of a misleading final score. I mean, that was the uh, Jake Allen show, uh, essentially, Saturday night against the uh, Leafs. But at the same point in time, uh, disappointing that you didn't win the game if you're Toronto, but a great bounce back. And I like Toronto against Florida the other night. I thought, you know, even with the back-to-back, -back, I think this is more of a proving ground game for the Leafs right now than it was for the Panthers. And certainly it, it played out that way. In this matchup, look, I don't have a strong opinion on it either with the uh, side or the total boston's playing well i'm not re re ready to jump in front of the bruins at this point in time uh but do i want to lay minus 140 not necessarily uh we have seen a lot of these series history in the series history a lot of these games have actually gone over and there's been at least six goals but a lot of the games in boston have trended under so it's kind of a uh, divergent uh totals uh trend in terms of past head-to-head -head meetings between the bruins and the leafs so this is a game I'm probably going to stay off, but definitely a fascinating game to watch. Uh, two teams battling for positioning right now uh, in the Atlantic division. Uh, looking forward to seeing how it plays out. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Boston-Toronto? Yeah, this is a real interesting game, especially when you look at, like, with the standings, obviously, you know, uh, Toronto sitting in third. Boston has that first wild card spot, so you kind of wonder, you know, you know, things shake out, especially, obviously, you got Washington just three points back in the second wild card spot. You almost wonder, you know, 
in the grand scheme of things, you know, which team wants to kind of be in, in which spot, which division exactly. So, you know, if, could it behoove whoever loses this and end up being a wild card, you know, to flip it and be in the, the Metro, obviously it's going to be a tough out when, when you look at either, either side of the coin in the East, but uh, you know, it's something that, that kind of has to be looked at, you know, with, with these games. And, and this is definitely one of those prime spots where I usually look for a draw. Uh, like I said, when you have this positioning, both teams need points. If we see this game tied late in the in, in, in regulation, you're not going to see teams uh, really try to screw anything up to, to miss a chance of getting a single point. So that's something I'm going to be looking at. I, it's not an official play of mine. This is definitely one I'll be attacking during the betcast tonight because I like the over, but at six and six and a half right now, I think that's just a little too steep. And like you said, the way that Boston's been trending, I kind of want to see what pace they're playing at first uh, and before I jump in on a play. So I might be looking at it at an over live and I can get a better adjusted price. So that, that's kind of where I have circled right now, but I don't want anything to do with the side. And if anything, uh, I would be looking at probably playing the draw as opposed to playing uh, one side or the other. Yeah, and we talked about it. You know, a lot of these games are going to get tighter, you know, and you're going to see it. Man, I had the piece of the draw plus 350, that Buffalo-Chicago. My goodness. That's rough one. Dead at 4 nothing Chicago. Of course, it ends up 5-5, and then that crazy fluke goal, broken stick. It ricochets off the backboards, ricochets off the skate of Lankin and in the net, and then Lankin, Lankin and just went postal after that. Yeah. Uh, rightfully so. That's a brutal, that's a horseshit way to lose out. Like Dave Koken said, he couldn't even break his stick properly. No, he couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like, lump, like a lumberjack there trying to hit that stick against the post. But uh, Chicago, crazy games with them lately. The Buffalo game last night, the Vegas game. It's one of the few games I've seen start to finish. Since I've been here was that Chicago Vegas game on Saturday, the ABC game, just an incredible game back and forth there uh, at the end. And uh, yeah, Blackhawks playing some big time fire wagon hockey right now. Poor Alex. I'm just seeing him shake his head. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's just. uh, Two two rough two rough ways to lose. Even even though you're the team's out of the out of the playoff race, you just don't want to see a team lose a game like that. And then you know, obviously, we'll talk about it when they play their next game. It's probably going to be a make or break spot for them as far as just just mentally, you know, going into the rest of the season. So. Yeah, exactly. How do they pick themselves up exactly yeah. off the mat following that kind of loss? Uh, Andrew, what do you think, Bruins Leafs? Yeah, I'm on. I locked in over six. Uh, I'd still endorse over six and a half, but obviously, um, you know, I, I always say to you guys, I'm willing to lay juice with totals. I don't. I don't like getting outside a boundary I've set for money line sides, but with totals, I, I I'll you know I'll take that six over a hook. Uh, any day of the week, but you know, three uh, three games and four nights for the Maple Leafs, three straight losses for them on the road. This has been a complete different team, guys, on the road versus at home with the Maple Leafs. Uh, and you know, four of the last six times these two teams have met, total has gone over. Last time they met, it was a five-two result uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, but however, I mean, eight of the last ten games have been uh, victorious for the Boston Bruins. And you know, the last time these two teams played, it was early November. This is a completely different Boston Bruins team since November, and that's the kind of funny thing is because you'll have somebody look back at that and think, "Oh wow, Toronto won five two last time." You know, why is this price the way it is? Maybe it is a bit uh, mispriced, but at the end of the day, Boston is a different team right now than they were last week than they were four months ago. You know, uh, and I think they can score. I still worry a little bit about their de- uh, defensive ability. Um, I was hoping to get Jalgren in that, but we do have Morazic and we'll see if we can stay hot, but I'm not sure he can withstand uh, the firepower of the Boston Bruins. And let's be honest here. I mean, both these teams at certain points in the season, you know, we're, we're top heavy. We're starting to see depth from both of them now. I'll take the over, over six. 
All right, Rangers-Penguins, another good one next up. We've got uh, Pittsburgh, minus 165 home favorites, five and a half, six the total uh, in this game. Look, I don't argue with taking Pittsburgh here based on the spot. You know, you look at the fact that the last game they played against the Rangers was just last week, and they couldn't have gotten off to a worse start. Well, they were buried in the first five minutes of that game. They were at 3-0. They never recovered. They ended up losing 5-1 in that game. And, uh, boy, did they respond against Detroit. They put an 11 spot on the uh, Red Wings, 11-2 the very next game. Just a terrific uh, situation to back Pittsburgh that was. Um, Certainly, I think Pittsburgh's going to want to play better here uh, today. There's no question against the uh, Rangers, but it's well-priced. That, that's the issue I have with it. You know, it's minus 165, minus 170. It's not exactly a great value. I'd lean Pittsburgh in regulation if I had to bet it, but I'm going to probably stay off. Just the Rangers, whenever you're talking about this Rangers team at this price, especially when you have Shesterkin in net, you know, it's a little dicey for me to lay this kind of number ever against the Rangers, you know, when they've got Igor Shesterkin, who's definitely in the Vesna Trophy hunt. Uh, this year with how well he's played uh, for this team. And uh, so it's going to be a game I stay off. Lean Pittsburgh in regular, probably stays under. You know, I do think this is probably going to be a, a lower scoring game as well. So the under, especially if you can get a six, I think the under might be worth a look, but probably a game that I'll stay out of making bets prior to puck drop. Uh, Andrew, we'll start with you here. Rangers Penguins. Yeah, you know, I know it was only against the uh, Detroit Red Wings, but you and I spoke about it a couple of days ago together about that, you know, putting up an 11 spot. I don't care who you're playing. 11 goals in response a game after that. I mean, that's uh, that's something that we have to take notice of. And obviously, it's a rapid revenge, as people say. And, you know, guys, I, you guys heard me say this months ago about Shesterkin. I, I I truthfully believe that even though he's the Vezina nominee or going to be one, people still don't realize the impact he's had on this team. And the couple games he's slipped up over the past two and a half weeks, people are saying, oh, what's going on with Shesterkin? No, 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 no. What's going on with the Rangers? Because your goalie can't play like that every single game. Uh, look at the goals against average he has. Look at his save percentage. It's absolutely absurd. So if your goalie has a couple slip-ups, that's when your team has to have his back. And frankly, they haven't had his back. Um, you know, in, in games he's slipped up, they've lost. And I'm not saying the Rangers aren't a talented team, guys. I just think that they rely on the on Shesterkin a lot more than people think that they do. Um, and, 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 you know, if this game was a month apart from the last meeting, I wouldn't like the Pittsburgh Penguins as much as I do, but I have them plus 100 currently in regulation. Um, I like the spot. I like the scheduling and I like the uh, home team. So I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. All right. Pittsburgh in regulation makes sense. It, it does make sense. But uh, like I say, it's uh, for me, it was just uh, based on where the pricing was. It wasn't right, but I agree. If I were, if I were to bet it, that's the uh, same direction i'd go what do you think alex rangers penguins it's funny you mentioned the under and that's something i would actually kind of look at here five and a half like i said it's not really the the ideal spot for uh an under but you know when you see a team that explode for 10 or 11 goals like like the pittsburgh did in their last game sometimes you we always kind of joke around you know, people always say oh you know save something for the, for the next game you know you wonder how, like yeah. how can you know how does a team come back and, and you know you're not going to expect to duplicate that performance so especially when you're playing a much better team uh in the rangers and facing a much better goalie it's just and so you know you kind of have to throw that out you know i talk about that you know sometimes you see certain trends or certain things you know some games you have to throw out uh, of question whether it's a good performance or bad performance because you're just not going to see those kind of numbers night in night out so with that being said i could see this being a tighter contest uh, once again, like I said, this, you know, two teams that need points. So, 
regulation kind of scares me a bit. I don't like a side here. I, I would probably look, hope for a early goal and then look for a live under of like six and a half. Uh, and I, I would be willing to lay a dollar twenty-five, dollar thirty to get that in game, as opposed to trying to go five and a half under right now. Yeah, that's always a good. And Alex is always proponent of that. Wait till something something opens up in game for better line value, better numbers, better prices. Uh, that's always definitely a good way to look. And especially on a night like tonight, when we have the betcast here coming up tonight at uh, seven p.m. Uh, Eastern time. All right, next up we've got the uh, Islanders and the Blue Jackets. Islanders minus one forty. Uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. I'm taking the home dog here, Columbus, plus 125. Um, they got shut out by the Islanders, 6 nothing, And I've pretty much looked at this Columbus team as a team that's had a little propensity lately after bad losses to certain teams to bounce back, believe it or not, and play much better against them the next time they played them. I mean, you actually look at the St. Louis game that they won at home. St. Louis drilled them. Uh, right before that, like a week or two before that, they bounced back and they won that game. Uh, they just played that game against the Islanders a few weeks ago. 6 nothing final score for the Islanders. You know, the, a lot of teams really, you remember the bad losses. When you were just non-competitive, you were absolutely shellacked. And I think Columbus will come in here with some purpose. They've got, who's definitely the the only really decent goalie they have, Elvis Merzlikens, uh, in net for them uh, here tonight uh, in this game. The Islanders have some issues with their goaltending situation because Ilya Sorokin's out uh, right now, uh, and it means it's probably going to force uh, Barry Trotz to go with a very inconsistent and, to be quite honest, disappointing Semyon Varlamov, who's not exactly had a great season uh, for the Islanders. A couple injuries that are concerning for Columbus, but that they've had, they've been without Wierenski, Boone Jenner, Tessier. Uh, for a long period of time. But I think in this spot, and, and you look at the Islanders too, their schedule lately, Tampa, Boston, you know, two big games over the weekend against uh, pretty good teams. They lose both of them. Now you're going on the road facing, you know, little old Columbus, you know, as I like to say. And I just don't know you're going to get a team that I'm ready to trust as road chalk here, especially playing a team, you know, that's probably going to be looking to atone for a 6 nothing debacle the last time they played the Islanders. So I think this is a live home dog. I took a shot here. Columbus plus 125 in this one. Alex, what do you think? Islanders, Blue Jackets. Yeah, I grabbed this first period over uh, this morning at one and a half minus $1.25. You're not seeing $1.30 and $1.40. It's interesting because, you know, obviously the Islanders, you think, you know, makes it, you know, more of a defensive style, especially a slow starting team throughout the year. But as of late, we tend to see these first period overs cash with them. Like I said, it's got a lot to do with obviously Varlamov being a net. Uh, you know, his numbers have not been good. And, and you know, of course, Columbus, I mean, you know, it's just been an overfest for the first period in the full game all season long. So that's just a great price right there. And like you said, with the fact that Columbus, you know, a little bit of, of a revenge spot on their minds with the way they played against uh, the Islanders that last game. So if they come out, you know, hot, they get that first goal, and then that might press the Islanders. But I think we have a really good chance to see at least two going in the, in the first period. So I like that first period over. All right. First period, uh, first period over for the uh, Jackets uh, and uh, the Islanders uh, in this one. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Jackets Islanders? Yeah, you know what? I I know it's chalky, but uh, you know, I, I'm again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just take it a little higher price, move it into regulation. I'm gonna take the Islanders on the road here. I mean, the Columbus Blue Jackets are a team I'm looking to fade. Uh, you know, they. This is the funny thing about them, guys. They give us sixty minute effort every night but I still want to fade them. And that should say something. If a team looks to me like they're giving it their all and it's still never really good enough, 
that's kind of sad because sometimes after a team plays and they lose, you say to yourself, well, that team only played a good period of hockey. This team could have a great 60 minutes of hockey and still lose 4-2 tonight. I just don't think they're consistent enough. And the Islanders, albeit they've been very wrongly priced all season long, I believe, they're gonna get they're gonna start making moves. And as far as what I mean by moves is wins when it's just too little too late. I feel like that's what we're gonna see. The Islanders will be a buy team down the stretch. There's too much guys there with skill and pride, older guys in the team. Uh, obviously it's too late for them to do anything. And I, I believe obviously, but um, they're going to score some goals in the jackets. And I think that they can, once they get up, they'll lock it down and play well defensively. So I'll take the Islanders. And if you don't like the money line, grab that in regulation. All right. Islanders, uh, either mine is one forty, or if you want the better price, you can, uh, go with them in regulation, uh, instead. All right. Montreal, Florida, we've got Florida minus 400 home favorite, six and a half. The total both meetings have gone over and that's the bet here. Uh, for me, over the total. Montreal, I have no qualms betting overs right now. You know, they've got a team that can score still and a team that, you know, even with Marty St. Louis, they had a little defensive resurgence there at the beginning, but floodgates have started to open at the defensive end again uh, for Montreal uh, in recent games. And really, they could have opened big time against Toronto Saturday night, if not for the heroics of Jake Allen. So uh, make sure you are aware of that. So for me here, it's definitely going to be looking toward goals being scored in this one. Uh, as far as the uh, Panthers are concerned, dealing with some injuries, no doubt. You know, Anton Lindell, uh, Aaron Ekblad, Patrick Hornquist all out right now. But one thing we know about the Panthers, they've definitely got their share of forward depth, no question. And I think we'll see that forward depth shine through. So this is just a straightforward over six and a half for me at minus 120 here with the Canadians and Panthers. Alex, uh, what do you think, Montreal, Florida? Yeah, this is going to be a great live game. I like do this over in the first period and full game, and I definitely want to wait for these numbers to drop down. don't want to take a shot with a two. And even with a six and a half, you know, you, you worry about Montreal, you know, you know, can they chip in you know, offensively uh, and help out with that big of a number? So I'd, I'd like to, you know, try to get a five and a half. And that's, that's one I probably would even lay maybe up to 140 in game. Uh, to get that better number, you know, like I said, sometimes it's not always about you know you have to kind of play your odds. Some, you want to get the best price and the best number optimally. But for this particular game, I know I can't really screw around, especially when we're talking about you know time being of the essence in game. Uh, you want to grab a five and a half as quickly as it pops up, so you can't wait around for it to be plus money. Uh, so we're looking for the number, not the price there, as far as that goes. And same thing with the first period. Obviously, got to be really careful with that because if they score early, that's going to be out, out on the window. So. That's one I'll definitely be circling. It's probably the first live bet I'll try to make on the betcast. Honestly, I want to try to jump ahead of that because the other ones I can kind of wait a little bit longer for. So that's something we don't talk about it much. I'll bring it up more later tonight. But sometimes having your things lined up, obviously we always look at everything in rotation. Order, but when you're looking at live plays, especially in a night where there's five games starting at the same time, have ideas of what you want to play early and, and kind of almost have things lined up, you know, write, write a note to yourself or whatever before betting it. Cause that's something I want to do earlier than say deal with the total or with the, uh, with, you know, uh, New York and Pittsburgh where I'm looking for a goal and hoping that number goes up so I can get it under. There we go. And that's a perfect a night for, to see Alex do his magic uh, and try to find those better numbers and prices with the betcast uh, taking place tonight. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Canadians and Panthers. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's such a unique situation because it's just like we're, we're seeing a lot actually today. But, you know, two teams that, again, have played each other very recently. Um, obviously, you saw Montreal keep it close, battle back, and the young players played very well. And uh, to be honest, guys, look, I'm going to – I told you I didn't always like taking the plus one-and-a-half puck line, empty netters, and that kind of stuff, especially with the plus one-and-a-halfs were always a minus price. But today, 
depending on where you shop, you know, plus 130, 140, uh, just for the Habs to keep it within one goal. And, you know, I, I truthfully do believe that this is the kind of time of year where you, you pick your teams, you know, the, the teams that are going to still battle and the teams that are going to tank it in. And unfortunately, I'm not one of those Montreal Canadian fans that cheers for their team to lose. I've never been a fan of that. I don't like it when fans are like that. I don't, you know, I worry about draft picks once the season's over. Um, and I think that they're going to play spoiler quite a bit. So, you know, I, I think that whether or not they win or lose this game, I feel like they, it's it's a good value spot to, to bet them to keep it within one here because teams like Florida are going to pick their games where they're going to use 100% of their energy and treat it like it's a playoff game. And let's be honest here, this is not going to be one of those games. They've got some big games coming up here in the future. And if you guys remember... You know, how many years in a row Tampa Bay struggled until they won the Stanley Cup? Now they've gone back to back. The year that they won the Stanley Cup the first time, well, two years ago, was the year that they didn't absolutely crush it to end the season. They sailed into the postseason, got the job done, and then won their series as they went on. So I feel like that's kind of, you know, Florida's not as, uh, you know, doesn't have the great history that Tampa Bay has, but I believe that there's going to be certain games to look out for and certain games they won't. And I think this is one of them. So plus one and a half for the Habs. All right. We got a, obviously a good one here coming up next. Carolina and Tampa Bay, uh, Hurricanes and Lightning. ESPN Plus, by the way, with Steve Levy on the call apparently tonight. We've got Tampa Bay minus 140 uh, home favorites uh, in this game. Total five and a half across the board. Uh, although it's looking like it's moving towards six in some spots. So there's actually some over opinion right now uh, with this Hurricanes and uh, Lightning game. Um, don't know if I'll bet it, but it certainly feels like a nice situation for Tampa. The rest advantage, Carolina playing last night, a satisfying six to one win against Washington. Best bet for uh, Andrew on the show, by the way, was that, uh, Carolina, uh, and, uh, look, uh, Carolina, very nice win. Uh, really, really impressive. I mean, uh, all over the ice, they were, they just won so many puck battles last night against Washington. It was really the difference. And by the way, I got to mention it. An incredible fight with Brendan Smith and Tom Wilson. And I give Brendan Smith all the credit in the world. I think it stems from that Rangers-Capitals incident. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely it stems from that, that they ended up dropping the gloves. And Smith wanted a piece of Wilson still from the Ranger uh, days when he played there. And that whole situation unfolded. Uh, and uh, boy, you know, obviously did not win the fight. And that's putting it mildly. But the guts he showed to actually drop him with Tom Wilson, take those shots, and uh, it was a wild one. It was a long fight. Uh, both guys were swinging. Of course, Wilson connected right at the end with a couple big shots right to the uh, kisser there of uh, Brendan uh, Smith. So it was just a, a really crazy fight uh, And uh, in that Carolina-Washington game when the game was well out of reach, obviously, Yeah, when that uh, fight happened. but So Carolina on the uh, second of back-to-back -back games, uh, Carolina's beaten Tampa. That's why I kind of think Tampa wants this game tonight. They're trailing Carolina in the standings. Tampa's lost the two meetings against Carolina this year, kind of like last night with Carolina-Washington, although the roles are reversed now. Carolina had lost every game to Washington this year, and they came out and said, we're not getting swept uh, in the season series. That's not going to happen, and, and they had played a great game. And now I think Tampa, it's kind of the same thing for them tonight. Carolina's won the first two meetings. We don't want to lose a third straight to the Hurricanes here in the season series. So, you know, this is uh, not, a, you know, is it a great price? No, but it feels like it's a decent spot for Tampa. And I'm going to go ahead with a small play, Tampa Bay Lightning here, minus 140. 
uh, in this game. I think they uh, get the job done here against uh, Carolina, and certainly situationals point toward them as well. And look, they've gotten their game back a little bit. Now, I know you beat Detroit and the Islanders. That's kind of a sisters of the poor dynamic. I understand that. Uh, the last two wins they had, but to snap the losing streak. But you got to start somewhere, and I think uh, you get their best tonight against Carolina, knowing they've dropped the first two meetings against the Hurricanes this year. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Good, good, good matchup here, Hurricanes Lightning. Yeah, it is, and, and it's interesting. You know, looking back at, at last night with Carolina Washington, I liked the draw in that game, and I thought it would be because we kind of would maybe see a bit more reserved. Carolina performance, knowing they had this game on deck and what happened last week. There was you know, a lot of chippiness at the end of the game. Uh, we were on the betcast when we were in, in, in talking about that. And so now having that that kind of a rematch, like I said, but now off, off of a big win, you know, obviously, you know, it's still an important game. And, and having that big of a win, they should have momentum rolling in. But like I said, Tampa with the rest advantage as well and, and kind of getting things on the belt. This is going to be, a, I think, a real tight, close game. I think we're going to see a lot of penalties. A lot of hits, a lot of things after the whistle. So I lean with that over at five and a half. But I'm also going to arrive at the draw here at plus 330. We saw it, you know, a huge price cash uh, the other day with uh, Tampa and Detroit. Nearly, you know, someplace I saw it up to 500. And uh, they end up, you know, going OT, Tampa getting 2-1 win. So uh, Tampa Bay is not afraid to, you know, like I said, this is that time of year where teams need those points. And they're not going to risk things if it's a close game. I could see this easily being a 3-3 game with about maybe seven and a half left in the third. and Things come to a halt, and then we see things pick back up in overtime. All right. The, the draw makes sense. One goal games both times this year, Carolina versus Tampa Bay as well. Both games decided by one goal. Um, it's funny from a total standpoint, uh, Carolina's trended over three straight. Tampa's trended under nine straight unders for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So, Something's got to give, and this has been a low-scoring series lately. Uh, seven and seven and one, eight and one to the under in the last nine meetings. Carolina and Tampa Bay. So uh, it's definitely pointing more under than over. But five and a half, I'm probably not interested. Yeah, so there's a lot of six and a halves in that in that that stretch yeah. of those uh, those those eight and one uh, to the under. So. That's true. Some of those games definitely were lined a little bit higher with the total. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Carolina, Tampa Bay. Yeah, I mentioned yesterday on the show. I mean. Uh, I only really care about back-to-backs when it's, I'm talking about total betting. I think that sides, you can kind of pick your different spots when teams are motivated to keep going or they let down a little bit. But I'm on the over here, you know. I've got Even though it's anti-Ranta, I think it's still two great goaltenders. Vasilevsky, of course, uh, between the pipes and certainly a rest factor. Uh, Tampa Bay, well-rested in comparison to, to Carolina and uh, to your guys' point. But, um, you know, I think we're going to get over five and a half here. I think Carolina, you know, they did a great job yesterday. They got their lead. They protected it. But uh, let's forget about what Washington did and look at what they did. I mean, they put up goals. They created chances. Every time the puck was on one of their sticks, I was like, what's going to happen next? Um, you know, if you were a Carolina backer like myself, you enjoyed that one. And let's throw in Tampa Bay and all the great players they have and all the guys they have that can score. Um, we got a good first period out of both these two teams. And, you know, even if we end the first period with two goals, all of a sudden we're looking pretty good um, for our over five and a half. So I think there's just so much depth on both teams, specifically the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight, when they're well-rested, I think are a great team to back in this situation as far as the over goes. And I just don't want to pick a side, you know. I would agree with what you you guys are talking about, and I agree, Ian, where, you know, I, I, I don't hear you laying minus 140 that often even, you know what I mean? But it, it is a good spot for them tonight. Um, but I just think that if Tampa Bay does win, I, I don't see them just winning like 2-1 over Carolina. I think it's going to be like a 4-3 type hockey game, and I only need six goals here, so... I'll look towards that and 
I have a feeling that I might end up with a little bit of a small piece on the first period over as well. All right, liking uh, the over first period and especially the full game here for uh, Andrew with Carolina Tampa. It's also why I did the uh, full game money line minus 140. Notice I didn't go Tampa in regulation because I do fear overtime possibility here yeah. in this game tonight. So that's why I paid up a little bit uh, for the full game. How would you feel about Tampa Bay first period money line, Ian? Um, <laughs> you know what? Actually, I think they'd get stronger as the game goes on. I see. So, and Carolina might peter out as the game goes on. I so, see. I actually think I'd prefer the full game here uh, than the uh, first period. Speaking of first periods that I'm interested in, uh, Ottawa Nashville next up. We've got Nashville minus 210, home favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Nashville Predators, obviously, uh, they have been, <laughs> they've been an over machine lately, this uh, auto or this Nashville team. I mean, you look at all of a sudden the way things have gone for them. Uh, they've gone over the total now, their games in six straight. 6-0 and to the over uh, in their last six games. 5-4 with Philly on Sunday. Uh, back and forth game that was. Uh, I had the Predators as a best bet team total over 3.5 against uh, Philly uh, in that game. Martin Jones did his magic for me, uh, as he usually does uh, in that one. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, uh, now we'll see. The, and they're lighting it up right now. They really are. I mean, they had those two games that didn't go well against Vegas and L.A. But for the most part, Nashville's fine in the back of the net. Duchesne is... Uh, look, I've criticized him a lot in years past, deservedly so, but he's playing a lot better right now. Same with Johansson. Forsberg's been great. Roman Yossi is just having maybe his best year ever, and that's saying something for a guy that's been a, a great defenseman, one of the best defensemen in this league for a very long time. You know, it's been impressive to see the way he's played for the Predators. These Roman Yossi uh, over one and a half points at a plus price continue to be always worth a look. Uh, this guy is always a threat to get a multi-point game, especially the way he's playing right now. Uh, Soros and Nets. Soros kind of struggling a little bit uh, in his recent starts. Ottawa probably going to go with Anton Forsberg. And I think this is a different kind of handicap here in this game for Ottawa, where you've got obviously the passing of the owner last night, uh, Eugene Melnick. Uh, say what you will. Some people liked him. Some people didn't. But at the end of the day, it's the, uh, the owner of the team that apparently, you know, still did a lot of things for the players that played for the Senators, uh, were, you know, and, you know, offered, you know, what an owner typically does for his players. So uh, you look at it still, you believe there's going to be some kind of emphasis here for Ottawa to play a really nice game tonight. A strong game, good effort, you know, uh, for your uh, owner that uh, unfortunately passed away last night. Uh, at least that's when it was announced. But, uh, you know, I think for that, and, and you look at Nashville, you know, they haven't been winning games comfortably. They had to squeak that out by the skin of their teeth against a Philadelphia Flyers team that obviously leaves a lot to be desired. So this is live dog shot for me here. Uh, and I'm going to go with a split first period full game money line, Ottawa Senators here uh, in this game. Uh, I think given the situation, you know, the emotion of losing your uh, your team owner, I think you get this team showing up tonight uh, against a Nashville team that they are scoring, but they're also giving up goals uh, as of late. So, I like Ottawa here, plus 186 full game money line, plus 160 first period money line. I don't hate the team total, over two and a half for Ottawa. And I also like the full game over six here with uh, Ottawa-Nashville. Again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Find these teams that are on these over streaks or total streaks of any kind, like Nashville, six straight overs. You ride them until they lose, as far as I'm concerned. 
Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Senators, Predators. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the over uh, six in this one because I, I can see one of two things. One, I can see exactly what you're saying, where Ottawa you know, has a spirited performance uh, in honor of their late owner and, and, can, and can hold Pat and you know contribute offensively. And, of course, except Nashville has been an over machine. Or it, we could see a deflated Ottawa team uh, against a national team that really knows they need to, you know, get points, as, you know, as often as they can and, and kind of put the screws to them. Either way, I could still see where this one gets over six. It's just a matter of, you know, what kind of tempo and pace we see. So I, I take six now because you can get it at, you know, a dollar ten dollar, you know, even a dollar five at some place to shop around. But this might even be a better spot to wait live and, and get a better adjusted price. You can get five and a half possibly at even, you know, even money or plus price. Uh, if, if you wait a little bit. So that's where, where I'm kind of looking at. I, I would expect Ottawa to have at least a good effort in the first period, so a slight lean to that too. But I just feel more comfortable with the over because, like I said, either scenario, I feel where, you know, if Ottawa has a good night or a bad night, I still think we're going to see it go over that total. Yeah, he was a polarizing figure, Eugene. I mean, there were things that drove people nuts about what he was doing. And then there were times that, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. That's the one thing he does do. Uh, with this uh, Ottawa Senators team when he was the owner there. I think we had Jimmy for a second, but connection dropped out. We'll see if he can uh, reconnect in a minute or so. But, uh, Andrew, what do you think here, Ottawa-Nashville? Yeah, you know, this is a super small play for me on the board, but this is just one that stuck out, and I've had pretty good success with both these teams. You mentioned, Ian, speaking of first period, that segue you had, first period over for me. Uh, This is one of those ones where, you know, I, a lot of times I do double up these days because the first period over hits. Usually I'm hitting both full game and first, but this is one of those games where I'm just sticking with the first, and I think we're going to see electrifying hockey from both clubs out the gate. Uh, I, I don't see a cautious or defensive or conservative play out of either of these teams. Let's not forget uh, how how tight that race is for the playoffs. Um, you know, for Nashville, they're not secured right now. They're not they're not set in the playoffs and. Ottawa, again, one of those teams I think will be spoiling. They'll be playing lots of spoiler, and uh, I think they'll be fired up to do that. So I think we'll see first period over one and a half. All right, like in the uh, first period over, Andrew, in this one. All right, Philadelphia and Minnesota. Minnesota Wild, minus 300 home favorites, six, six and a half the total uh, in this one. And much to my delight, my glee, Martin Jones is in net for the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, There you go. Always uh, warms my day, makes my day better. Picks me up whenever I see Martin Jones starting goalie confirmed on my screen. And we see that here for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers uh, in this game. Minnesota team total over for me. It's simple as that. As soon as I saw that, we're locking that in. Uh, Minnesota Wild team total over three and a half. I got it at minus 150. And then the thing skyrocketed. It's minus 165 now. Uh, Currently the team total with the news that Martin Jones is in net. I don't hate the full game over as well because Philly is scoring a little bit more. Their offense has come to life a little bit. So I might do a little split here, but probably a a little more percentage of the bet on the team total for the wild. But I think Philadelphia could, even against Marc-Andre Fleury, I think you could see Philadelphia uh, chip in some goals right now. They certainly have uh, been able to uh, step things up. I mean, they're getting uh, contributions from a lot of different uh, sources. Owen Tippett's kind of fit in nicely here for the uh, Flyers uh, as well since they got him in that trade with the uh, Florida Panthers. So Minnesota team total over for me, uh, but also a smaller bet on the full game uh, over six minus 125 is what I got uh, with that. But it's uh, another Martin Jones day, and that makes this guy very happy. Alex, what do you think here? Flyers wild. 
Yeah, you know, there's really not much you can complain about if you're watching the Wild these days. If you're a Wild fan, I mean, everything's pretty much going fairly well. The way they've been winning games, this this homestand, this has been an unprecedented homestand. It's the longest one in franchise history, nine games, and and they've just been absolutely stellar throughout it. But one thing they, if you had to kind of pick a bone with how they've been playing of late, is that they haven't been getting off to the best of starts. There's been a lot of slow starts. A uh, team that had been one of the tops in the far as the first period over category, you know played a lot of, of scoreless uh, first periods or, or even trailing. I think this would be one of those games tonight where they kind of emphasize, hey, let, let's get off to a good start early and put this team away. This is, this is a much weaker team than what we've been facing in, you know, over the last few, uh, you know, few games at home and, and want to keep things rolling in a nice way. So I like Minnesota first period puck line. So laying a half a goal, uh, you can find it either even money or plus a dollar five. I think that's going to be a great spot. And, you know, it, it's uh, interesting because it is kind of technically the Mike Yo revenge games, his first time back here in Minnesota as a head coach of another club. So it's something to, to kind of, you know, look into. But I don't think that's going to matter too much. Like I said, with Martin Jones and that, this is not going to be a, a a great homecoming, I think, for Mike Yo at all. So I, I like the Wild to get the win, but there's really no other way to attack it other than just going with the first period puck line. Yeah, Kaprizov is on fire again. We knew he'd get it back. He slumped a little bit, but now he's back. Zuccarello's been great. Fiala as well for the uh, Wild. They're getting those three guys in particular really to step in up, step up for them. Uh, Atkinson, Konechny have been good lately for the Flyers. And Farabee, as someone mentions in the chat, Joel Farabee. No doubt, uh, he has really picked his uh, offensive game up significantly in recent games as well for the Flyers. Flyers, four straight overs for them, and you look at the games, they're scoring and they're also allowing. Uh, that's the way it has been during this recent four-game stretch for Philadelphia. Andrew, what do you like here, Flyers and Wild? You know, I'm going to go with, uh, I guess, kind of a, a, an obvious play here and just take uh, Philadelphia team total under. <laughs> under two and a half at minus 130. I challenge the Flyers to score three goals tonight. You're talking about that long homestand, Alex. I think that they're going to win the game. I don't know if they're going to kick the shit out of them, but I know they're going to. I know they're going to win the game, and I think they're going to win by margin as well. You're going to hit your first period bet, but I believe I believe they're going to play well defensively. Is what I'm focusing in on here, guys. So, um, you know, why why and you know why put emphasis against a bad team on just you know absolutely beating the brakes off them when it could be a good game to practice good defensive hockey. And at minus 130 for under two and a half goals, I think it's a pretty good price. All right. And we have, <laughs> excuse me, we have some breaking news here uh, in this next game. One of the marquee games of the night for sure. Colorado, Calgary, your leaders of both the Central and the Pacific Division uh, right now going head to head. We've got uh, Calgary minus 145 home favorites, six the total. This was even money early this morning and now it's minus 145 and the breaking news is Nathan McKinnon out upper body injury and this could be missing some amount of time for the avalanche so uh very very uh, disappointing cast a shadow on what could have been a uh, pretty awesome game it still might be but obviously you would have loved to see Nathan McKinnon you know playing in a game of this magnitude but not going to happen uh, and that's unfortunate because, look, he's got 27 points in the last 20 games. I mean, he's just been beyond ridiculous and good for this I think, team. I think Jimmy's back again, Ian. Uh, we got Jimmy back. Oh, we thought we did. Uh, we'll see if we can uh, reconnect uh, Jimmy here. Uh, he's with not, us. He's not there? No. Uh, he was uh, on the uh, studio waiting to be uh, brought in. But uh, we'll get Jimmy on here. we still got a few games left. We'll just get Jimmy's thoughts probably on the overall card next time I, I see him on the uh, – bottom of the screen you know i'm trying to look up at this camera 
you know, because I'm in the studios here and I'm not looking at the bottom of the screen. So sorry, For Jim, sure, I'm not yeah. ignoring you, Jimmy. I just, uh, uh, I'm not looking at the bottom of this bottom of the screen very much. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. We're, he's back. There he is. Jimmy. There he is. What's up guys. There, there we go. Is. We got you. We got you. Uh, good All stuff. Right, good. Yeah. I think you tried to bring me in and I lost you right as you were trying. So. Yep. Yeah. We got you now. Good stuff there indeed. But uh, yeah, this has cast a little shadow on this game. Still could be, you know, a very good so game, what, but what just happened? McKinnon is out, and it's going to be oh, you'll miss a little bit of time wow. as well for the uh, Avalanche upper body. Is that from that fight the other night? That's the same potentially, yeah, from the fight with uh, in, in that wild game. The yeah. funny thing is, he won okay. the fight. Yeah. yeah. And now yeah. people are going to say you shouldn't be fighting. I can't wait till that crowd starts. I hate that shit because you know. I'm the one that's always saying I love when I love. <laughs> You know, I, I was the one that tweeted out, Matthews would never do that. <laughs> and, of course, he gets well, injured now. Well, guys, is it related to his uh, to the injury he suffered when Taylor Hall hit him? Remember he had a facial injury. I think, it, you know, he broke his nose. And yeah. He had some damage to his – It's upper body. So orbit, it's, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it just said upper body. Yeah, so that is possible. Yeah, I bet it's connected to that. Because yeah, I, I had heard he had had damage to his orbital bone, so he might have screwed that up again. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, that's, unfor that's, that's unfortunate. But that's all right. Like I say, you're going to have the peanut gallery now chirping about how he shouldn't be fighting, and that's what he gets for fighting. Please, come on. If he wants to fight, let him fight. I like yeah, seeing I love that. Hazard reported ahead. There we go. There's my direction lady talking to you guys. Sorry. There we go. Yeah, no problem. Um, anyway, I'm going to be brief. I'm passing the game. Calgary was my lean, but the price is gone. And sometimes you get a situation where the team rises up with the star player out. We've seen this a million times, so... It is an advantage for Calgary. They're rested. They haven't played since that Saturday game, 9-5 win over Edmonton. A Wild West shootout there in the Battle of Alberta on Saturday night. But definitely, I think uh, Calgary would be the way I would go uh, in this game. I just don't like that it's minus 145 right now when he could have had minus 110 much earlier in the day. But I do lead Flames here uh, in this game tonight. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Colorado-Calgary? Yeah, I grabbed Calgary minus a dollar fifteen this morning before the McKinnon news, so I'm I'm very happy about that. And uh, that's the only way I would recommend would be playing Calgary. It may be a slight lean to regulation at this point, but uh, you know, like I said, I'm trying to kind of keep my sides you know regular money line now because you know it's especially being tight games, it's easy to see this one going into OT and, and that one uh, you know going down the drain a bit. So so I have I got my price and it's you know basically I can't really recommend anything at this point because of of how that price is going up. Uh, I'm happy that I just got that in early. Yeah, that's obviously, and yeah, you got, definitely got in at a good time there with that uh, Calgary bet. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Abs, Flames. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously that's big news in the McKinnon out there, and that's I was I was leaning Calgary as well, but now I'm leaning them even more. So I'm going to take a Jimmy Puck line on this, but I'm also going to go with the under on this because I can't see uh, a Daryl Sutter coach team coming out and letting up a five spot again. I think they're going to be really focused on defense. Uh, so give me the under as well. Yeah. All he talks about, like they keep asking him, Johnny Gaudreau is playing great hockey and scoring goals. But every time they ask him about Gaudreau, Sutter's talking about, well, what I like is his play away from the puck, his defensive game. That's all. That's what he's focused on. That's typical Daryl Sutter uh, right there and saying, having a good stick position, being in the right position, uh, defensively, yeah, he doesn't give two shits that he's scoring goals left and right. He's more concerned about the defensive game for Gaudreau, which has definitely improved this season. And Daryl Sutter was talking about that the other day. Andrew, what do you like here in this showdown, Colorado, Calgary? 
I mean, I was saying to you before we started this show together when we were off air, I just said, hey, look, I'm a hockey fan. Uh, I love to watch hockey. I don't have to bet on all these great games. That's a great, great card tonight. Uh, but having said that, I, I think I'm right there with Jimmy as far as the total goes, just because look at that Battle of Alberta. Anybody from Canada or anybody that follows hockey, you know, I mean, I mean you don't have to be from Canada. I don't know what I'm saying. Alex, Jimmy, all know about the Battle of Alberta. I mean, it's a huge rivalry. 9-5, are you kidding me? I mean, it's something where you look at it. I don't have the data in front of me. I don't have the stats, but I guarantee you, you talk about Sutter, uh, there won't be a 9-5 game tonight. You know, I think it'll be a good defensive one. Colorado has played their best defensive hockey of the season over the past week and a half. It's been incredible for them, keeping the puck out of their own end. And, you know, I've been saying for a long time, as much as they have good puck-moving defensemen, when they, when they pick and choose their spots when to pinch and they don't pinch as much as they usually are, to me, that's when they're at their best because they're not, you know, they don't need a fourth forward all the time. And I think right now they're doing a good job of uh, maintaining when they do that, and it's helping them a lot. So, you know, small lean here into the under, but not, nothing official for me. All right, final game now. The card, Dallas and Anaheim. Um, we've got uh, Dallas minus 170, road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, Anaheim's pretty much close to unbackable for me. Uh, at the moment, I mean, nine straight losses for the Ducks. They have completely fallen off the map. Uh, losing to Chicago, no offense, but that's uh, that's a tough loss right there. Chicago's obviously, you know, had some heartbreakers lately. San Jose, they lose four to one uh, to the Sharks. I mean, we're just seeing this team uh, really tail off. They've got key injuries, especially up front when you're talking about Milano and Henrique, among others, that have been out for them uh, as of late. Uh, John Gibson continues to struggle. Team defense continues to struggle. They're not exactly lighting up the uh, scoreboard on a consistent basis either right now. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks just uh, uh, six total goals in their last four games combined. I mean, that's just really uh, not much offensive production as a team uh, during this last four-game stretch. Um, but there's this nagging, nagging worry that Dallas is flighty enough, Dallas is erratic enough to spit the bit and lose this game. You know, that's my one fear. But for me, it would be Dallas in regulation. If anything, you can get it around minus 105 in this game. You got to get the two points here if you're the Stars. And again, must win doesn't equal will win. We say that, but Anaheim's ripe for the picking. This team is down. They look like they're out battling injuries. Can't get a save consistently. Can't keep the puck out of their own net. Look at the goals they've allowed. Four, four, six, three, four, four. Uh, it's definitely been a uh, big-time struggle for this Anaheim team. Dallas has to find a way to bear down, get the two points here. But again, with Dallas, you know, you look at them. Uh, they did win three in a row. They lost to Vancouver, four to one at home. That's what they're capable of, Dallas. They're just all over the map. Uh, they're still without uh, Miro Haskinen, although he's questionable. He actually might get him back tonight. Looks like it's going to be at least projected to be Gibson and Ottinger, uh, the two goalies here uh, in this game tonight. Uh, again, not easy to trust Dallas. It is because they can be erratic and very, very flighty. Uh, but if I were to get involved in this game, it would be stars in regulation for me around minus 105. Alex, what do you think, Dallas Anaheim? Yeah, this is what I'm probably not going to have on my card. If I were leaning with anything, it would be either Dallas in regulation or even Dallas team total. But he said over three and a half plus a dollar five. You know, you wonder, okay, this could be a game if, if Anaheim just really has just mailed it in. Dallas, if you know, playing their style of hockey, they could easily win this game three nothing, and, and you end up losing out on on that that team total. So if I had to play something, I'd probably be more inclined to go Dallas regulation. But at the same time, he said they could you know uh, lay a clunker, you know, down against a bad team 
like I said, you know, the, the loss against Vancouver, that's, you know, a loss you're not supposed to have if your team's trying to make uh, a run toward a, a playoff spot right now. So it, it's one I like I said, I, I'm more than likely won't have anything on it, but it, it's just a, it, anything I look at would be uh, in favor of Dallas or, you know, looking at, like I said, team total over with Anaheim. It's something that even if I don't play it now, I probably will be playing a lot more uh, Anaheim opponent team totals over the rest of the way if, if we, this, this trend continues with them giving up four-plus goals a night. Well, if you guys decide to be night owls tonight on the uh, BetCast and maybe stay tuned for maybe an opinion during that for the uh, Stars and the uh, Ducks game in terms of an in-game standpoint. Jimmy, what do you think here, Dallas-Anaheim? Yeah, you know what, guys? I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to like – I like your betting. And um, this is a big game for Dallas. Any of these points, and I, I think you're right. You know, look, Anaheim, good for them. They hung in. They did have a good first half of the year. But, you know, when all was said and done, it's pretty much that was smoke and mirrors. And this team needs a lot of work. So give me Dallas in regulation as well. Yeah, Dallas in regulation. Dallas in regulation. They're one point behind Vegas for the second wild card spot right now. So th- these are – important points on the table. You can't afford to let games like this slip away from you. Andrew, what do you think here, Stars and Ducks? Well, I just look at the points that Mikey, our pal Mikey, makes in the live chat here on YouTube and talking about Anaheim's trending three-plus goals in 10 of 12 games in March. I mean, you know, like Jimmy said, this team is not the same team that started the the season off. Um, You know, Dallas isn't a team I love playing puck lines with. Um, but I think in this scenario, I'm going to go with it. I got plus 155 uh, on Dallas in the puck line here. Uh, I think we get a great effort out of them, great effort defensively, and there just hasn't been as many options scoring-wise for the Ducks this, uh, most recently. So that's why I'm going to take Dallas tonight, and uh, I will say that they've been impressing me a lot more recently. All right, good stuff. Uh, Jimmy, we'll bring Jimmy back, and we'll go rapid fire through the games that we talked about before Jimmy arrived. Uh, Toronto-Boston, obviously... <laughs> Uh, you've got, always got a good opinion on the Bruins. What do you think, Leafs Bruins? Well, I'm excited for this one, guys. I, I think, look, this is the first time, too, that they're playing in Boston in two years. They've only played once uh, since then. Uh, it was up in Toronto in November, and the Leafs took that 5-2. But I think it's going to be a much different type game tonight. Uh, Jeremy Swayman's on his game. Toronto's playing better defensively. I, I'm liking this game to go under. And I'm liking it also to go to a draw. I really smell overtime in a shootout tonight. I think it's going to be one of those uh, old-school classics between two original six rivals. All right, Rangers-Penguins, Jimmy. Rangers, money line. There you go, Rangers on money line. Islanders-Jackets. Under. Montreal-Florida. Over. Yep, I like that one. Carolina-Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay in this, and uh, they, they just, yeah, Carolina's not that win last night back-to-back. Tampa's do, and Tampa wants some revenge. For, I think it was the last time they played Carolina. It didn't go too well, so give me Tampa Bay. Yeah, Carolina's won both head-to-head meetings this year against Tampa Bay. It's kind of the same thought I had there. Uh, I think Ottawa-Nashville's the last game we talked about before uh, Jimmy uh, arrived. Yeah. On. What do you think? Is yeah, Ottawa I live? I think it's worth a shot here. You know, you know, Ian, I heard what you said, and look, um, I guess I'll be that elephant in the room. And, and, you know, and not to speak poorly of the dead and, you know, rest in peace, but he, had his he was not a well-liked man. He was not a well-liked man. And, and let's not forget a few years ago that outdoor game where he went on national TV and threatened to take the team away. And I just, you know, look, I know a lot of people in the organization there, and 
I don't think it's going to be as much of a motivating factor as one would think. So I'm not going to touch that live dog. I get what you think, you know, but I'm going to go with the over for sure. All right. And Philly, Minnesota, Martin Jones is in net there, our, fair, our good friend. <laughs> yeah, I think that sounds like another over to me and give me the over in first period as well. There we go. All right. Rapid fire. I like that. Rapid fire picks right there with uh, Jimmy Murphy. I feel like we're on fast money family feud there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Name something you would like to bet in this game. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Name, name something you'd like to bet in this game. Yeah, definitely, that's a good call there. It definitely yeah. had that fast money vibe to it. By the way, if you want to try to win fast money, then sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, official sports betting partner of the NHL. Get involved. What a segue. Beautiful. It is absolutely <laughs> terrific. Yeah, exactly. DraftKings Sportsbook, great partners, THPN, the Ice Guys. Get involved. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and win $150 in free bets if that team wins. I mean, get involved with that. Uh, if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available, you can still play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Hockey Fantasy Contest. Get involved with that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up for an account. Use promo code THPN. Must be 21 years of age or older. Restriction supply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right, best bet to wrap up this Tuesday edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Alex, start with you. What do you like the best bet? Yeah, there's a couple of things that I'm looking at, but I'm, I'm going to go with that Islanders-Columbus first period over. I'll go with so one and a half. Right now you get a, a minus $1.30. Uh, Columbus, I mean, they've been an over machine all year. And uh, I think like you know, Ian was alluding to when he talked about this game, about how you know, Columbus uh, it might actually have a little bit of fire under them. They might be one of those teams that could be you know, uh, playing that spoiler role at, at this point. Obviously, there's no way they can get back into the race, but they could make, make a havoc for, for some other teams, and I think they might come out with a, a spirited effort tonight. So I like two goals in the first period with New York Islanders and the Columbus Blue Jackets. All right, there it is. New York Islanders, Columbus Blue Jackets, over one and a half, first period, best bet for Alex B. Smith. Uh, Andrew, uh, what do you like for uh, best bet? Yeah, the term gets thrown around quite a bit, but uh, I'm going to throw it around tonight with uh, the term rapid revenge with the Pittsburgh Penguins obviously putting up 11 goals against uh, the Wings. I feel like they have a few more left in the tank uh, tonight in this spot, and I feel like they've got so many leaders. Uh, they're going to want to get you know get back on track, but also get back on track against an elite team because beating the Wings isn't the most elite win. Uh, and that's just an embarrassing loss they had, an embarrassing first period they had the last time these two teams face each other. So I'm on the regulation price here at plus 100 with the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right, Penguins in regulation, plus 100 for Andrew with his best bet. Uh, Jimmy, what do you like for best bet? I'm going to take the Flames puck line there. Jimmy puck line for your best bet. All right, there it is. Calgary puck line for uh, Jimmy Murphy with his best bet. And my best bet is going to be, uh, oh boy, this is a tough one for me tonight. There's a couple couple options I'm thinking of. I'm going to go with the Ottawa-Nashville over six. I'm going to go with that. Uh, ride this Nashville trend, uh, six straight overs, see if they can make it seven straight overs for the Predators tonight. Ottawa-Nashville over six uh, for my best bet here for this uh, Tuesday card. As you can tell, I need to get hydrated. That's exactly what I'm going to do now uh, after uh, this show. Uh, we thank everyone for joining us. Two, uh, hit the like button. 200 live viewers on YouTube, hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Make sure you tune in for the BetCast tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time. It's a great Tuesday night NHL card. 
I won't be on the BetCast, but these guys will. Uh, and again, let them know if you want an invite to join on the BetCast, and they will send you the link uh, as well. Uh, reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, Andrew McGinnis, and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Uh, enjoy the games and good luck. Tune in for the BetCast, 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.